0: From our end, what we do is almost like a, we think of ourselves a little bit like an insurance policy where we're there and when you actually use us, it's our responsibility to make sure that it's taken care of because you're not paying anything extra in order to get that issue fixed. So my job, my, our whole business model is to figure out how to make sure it's done right the first time and in such a way that if there is an issue, we get it fixed as quickly, as efficiently and permanently as possible.
1: Welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast, your go-to source for professional insights in the long-term care industry. Hear from leaders and experts as they share current and practical insights to help make the most of your day.
0: I'm a long-term care financial specialist, what that means is I help people plan for the inevitable. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants to think about getting old, but it's possible that someday we might need a little bit of care.
1: Here's your host, nursing home administrator turned podcaster, Shmuel Septimus. Shmuel. Welcome to another live recording of the Nursing Home Podcast, the podcast where you go to learn about the nursing home industry. If you Google how to do this for nursing homes or that or the other thing, it may be difficult to find information that is actually useful, actionable, practical that you could immediately put into use and that you can immediately begin implementing in your facility. The goal of this podcast, the reason why it was created was to fill that void. And we are really grateful for the reviews that we're getting, for the feedback that people are sending. If you haven't already done so, head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash nursinghome, and you can show us some love over there. So for this episode, we're going to deal with something that most people, especially operators, is not something we like to focus on too much. We expect, uh, we're going to talk about the concept of IT in nursing homes. IT is something that you are not supposed to notice unless it stops working, unless there's a problem. We're bringing in today an expert in this field. We're going to dig in and talk a bit more about how this affects specifically healthcare facilities and more specifically for nursing homes. So to that, we're bringing in Nathan Berger, the Chief Technology Officer of Digicore at digicore.com. And we're going to discuss some of these things, and you, you don't want to go anywhere. This is going to be fantastic. But before we do that, Nathan, if you don't mind, first of all, welcome to the Nursing Home Podcast. Great to have Thank
0: you here. Uh, very excited to be
1: here. Looking forward to this discussion. Yes, uh, so are we. What I like to do is, because our listeners don't know who you are yet, and they know who I am, so I'm, I'm not going to bore them with those details. And If they don't, go back to past episodes, or specifically the first one. But can you tell us a little bit? I'm always curious. I have the other podcast called the Love Your 9 to 5 Show where I'm always curious how people make career choices. How did you end up owning this IT company and why IT? What does this mean to you? And how did you get into nursing home? Just give us the short version of how you got to where you are right now.
0: Absolutely. So I do have to say I'm very thankful for the fact that I fell in love with computers at a very young age, so much so in 10th grade, I was actually kicked out of class because I was reading a book on code and I was sitting in class a little bit bored and I wrote a paper in that language, I believe it was C++, and the teacher came over, looked at it, and thought that I was making fun of them because they couldn't read what was on the paper, so they kicked me out. So for me, it's always been a passion, something that I loved, and when it was time for me to go for a career choice, this was... But, you know, an obvious answer for me. I hate when people say the answer like that
1: because you knew it was obvious to you from a young age exactly what you should be doing. Most people are not that fortunate and they go through years and years, decades and decades doing things they shouldn't be doing, forcing themselves to fit into roles that really don't fit for them until finally either they just, you know, assume that work is supposed to be terrible or or somehow they fall into what they love. So good for you that you're able to.
0: I will you, say when they say if you love what you do, you'll never work a day in your life. I don't think that's true. It's still hard work, but it definitely makes it easier.
1: Yeah, of course you work, but these are things that you enjoy. You know, you're not doing something that's grating against you know what you are naturally. There's so many people. This is a different passion of mine. This is not for this podcast. But there's so many, so many people. I mean, as a, a former administrator, I can't tell you how many people I've interviewed who are finally coming to work in healthcare. One particular person said she worked for 20 years in finance and hated it until finally she came and she went to nursing school. In the meantime, wrecked a lot of, made a lot of bad personal decisions, finally realized that she wanted to become a nurse in her late forties. And now here she is to start at the bottom of the ladder. And my question to her was, and most people don't ask this in interviews, but I guess I like interviewing people. Said, why in the world didn't you go straight to nursing school out of high school? You would have been so much further along. And she gave the stupid answer, which is so true, unfortunately. You know, my dad was in finances and my uncle and my grandparents and my whole social circle. And this is just what everyone said. This is what I like. I never even thought about it or had, or felt like I had the right or the opportunity to do so. So either way, it's sometimes. True. Yeah, I All mean, right. sometimes it's it's discouraging when you hear that, you know, you figured out tell, I don't know what I was doing in 10th grade, but you did. Anyway, so let, let's talk. Let's jump straight into nursing homes for a minute. So let's first give some basic definitions does it what is it and what is not it and let's talk on a very simple level because i'm sure there are things that people have thrown toward in your directions and said oh what do you mean that's it and really is completely not related to and some things are so first of all if you don't agree with the premise of the question let me know but simply defined as as it relates to nursing homes what is it and what should a nursing home expect from an it provider
0: so it in general Um, does cover a broad number of different industries. There's the programming, there's the wiring, there's the cameras, there are many different areas inside of IT. What IT providers means these days for nursing homes is covering the computers, the servers, the technology that they use in order to work day-to-day with inside of their nursing home. It's not covering the actual applications that they're using. So say, for example, PCC is an application that they use. Your in-house IT or your outsourced IT is not going to fix your PCC. They will make sure that you are able to access the PCC website. Or everything leading up to accessing that website, accessing that program, is the responsibility of IT. Uh, now, there are other sections. Also, phones, for example. Phones don't fall under IT. Our responsibility as IT is to be able to get your infrastructure to be able to communicate with the phone system, and then it hands off to that vendor that's managing that. So constant connectivity
1: to the internet that powers pretty much everything that goes on in a nursing home right because most of the phones are web-based the computers obviously are web-based but if someone says someone has a particular problem there's just a very clear distinction someone has a particular problem with a software that they use that's web-based or anything that they use that's web-based that's you know once it once it works and they can connect and it's not a connectivity issue then that's not yeah then that's not at least that shouldn't be defined as it. So if you're trying to connect to something that's not working, but you do have internet connect- connectivity, then the,
0: you know then that's not something for your IT provider. Now, go ahead. So, like you had mentioned, you know, IT does cover those sections, but what is the responsibility of the IT person or IT company or MSP that you hired? That's where you have that bridge. Uh, you have that gap almost where we're responsible for bringing you to the program. Their IT is responsible for making sure the program is running properly. Got it. Got it. So.
1: I mean, if, if PCC is down, right, care is down and other nurses can't document electronically. So care has their IT company and that's their responsibility to make sure that their application right. is working. But generally, that's not what your outsourced IT company is doing. Now, let, let's just back up a second. Let's say I'm a small operator. I own two homes, three homes, five homes. I don't have an outsourced IT company. I bought these homes, a small operation. They never had. They had some local person that once in a while we had a problem, knows how to run a wire knows how to put in a switch, knows how to where to buy computers or how to get, you know, the local guy who knew has secondhand stuff. Is that something that's okay
0: at a certain level? And where can that run into challenges? So we found that I'm not saying it doesn't work for right now. Two things break down when when you're trying to there are two reasons people end up using us one of them is they're looking to do it right they don't want oh something broke and two days later we finally get the part in to replace it and now we can continue working they need the reliability they need to be they need to be up and running so that's number one now the other part that we found, as you said, if you're a smaller operator, you're not looking to grow, you're willing to spend the time and be busy, we'll call it, with the IT. So instead of hiring us to be busy with it, you're going to save a little bit of money, To but it's going to take your the time out of your day. You're going to be looking for the wire. You're going to be running to Staples to buy the product. You're going to buy the wrong product. You're going to go back and return it. You're going to come back. So it's a full day process just for you to get, we'll call it the computer screen connected so that your nurse can continue their charting. The other thing is, as you grow, there are many ways you can structure the system so that you can reduce the cost of what you have to put into each home by sharing it across multiple homes. And what we found is, when you're just buying one or you're a smaller operator, you're not looking to grow, you're not there's no way for you to really reduce those costs because that's your one home. There's no volume, there's no way to structure something central that would keep those costs down. As you're growing, you know, an actual situ you know, an actual scenario that we've had is we came across a client that had five homes and they were static, they were like that for many years, and then they decided to, they wanted to buy more homes. And we explained to them, instead of having to buy these expensive products, one per home and keep them self-contained, we can get you a cloud-based structure for that aspect that shares the cost across your new homes and possibly bring in your old homes and to reduce that expensive product inside of your homes, inside of these homes. Now, if you're referring to servers, which I don't know if that's what yeah. you mean. Uh, <laughs> that was one of the areas. That, right. Yes, that was just one of those servers specific was for this client and another, uh, by another client we had, I believe it was a phone system, a third client. Like, there were different structures that we were able to put out based off the needs of the client to really reduce those costs.
1: Okay, so fantastic. So, And I'll just add in that not only from a cost perspective, but first of all, there's an access perspective. If it's all in one place where you can have access to it physically or remotely, then all you need to worry about is that one place. Make sure that it's safe physically, you know, it's not going to get damaged um, and that you have access to that one place. And there are, it reduces the points of failure so you can isolate the problem much quicker
0: i almost forget that you're very that you're intimately familiar with the different pain points that are there but yes that is definitely very true where when we start having less complex you know multiple parts around it allows us to quickly isolate where the point of failure is and quickly put in a fix for it
1: Yeah. So, I mean, I am coming from personal experience. Like I know I mentioned to you in our pre-podcast conversation that when I was administrator in training, which is referred to in the industry as the AIT, the joke was, you know, IT is, you know, that's referred to me because I kind of like this stuff. We could talk afterwards. But uh, I I remember when the Internet going down, well, first of all, when the Internet goes down, you know, you have the department heads lining up. I want to go home because I can't do anything. What's the point in me being here? Right. Might as well. And if, at home, at least I could access, you know, whatever I need remotely. From here, I have no phone, I have no computer. That in the water, there's no point. There's no point. But I remember climbing through ceilings, going through floors, f- learning what a switch is, and understanding that instead of running new wires every time they wanted to add another computer, or another phone, or whatever, they just, you know, basically, if I understand correctly, it's like an extension cord from one place to another place. And they're on the floor collecting dust. People are stepping on them, pulling out cords. And literally, if it's configured correctly, this wouldn't happen. But you may have one person who decided to switch one thing, add one more thing that overloaded one switch, which kind of like an extension cord. You know, you cut it one place, whole building goes down. It can take hours and hours and hours to even just trace back. Some things went through walls and came out on a different floor and you have absolutely no idea where to go. So having a local person, you have to find out, you know, Abe who used to come to the building and who set up this mess to begin with, you know, he moved to Hawaii. And John, who sometimes picks up some of his clients, doesn't really remember how to set up. It kind of stuck. And that's why every new person comes in and said, we have to redo all your wiring, which obviously is a very big expense. It's sometimes not necessary, but unless you, unless you do
0: it one time. So Shmuel, is interesting. That was part of the reason we did the structure. We created the structure of DigiCore the way we did. Um, what we do is we do offer at a flat rate model, you know, pricing model to to the nursing homes and to other clients as well. The reason we did that is when you're a one-man shop, there or your are break-fix, we refer to it as, and somebody calls you with a problem, they go on the clock and you start billing them to fix the issue. So if you would call me and say something's down in the building, my incentive to fix it in the most efficient manner and to make sure that this never happens again is not as high because you're paying me per hour. So whatever, if it happens again in a week or in a month, you're going to pay me again then. And that's good. From our end, what we do is almost like we think of ourselves a little bit like an insurance policy where we're there and when you actually use us, it's our responsibility to make sure that it's taken care of because you're not paying anything extra in order to get that issue fixed. So say, for example, like you had mentioned with the wiring or a switch being down, that's the devices that's getting all these you know, sections of computers to be connected to the Internet. If that thing goes down and I have to spend 20 hours trying to figure out where or why in order to replacement parts then that's 20 hours that I'm not charging anybody, I'm actually losing money. So my mm-hmm. job, my our whole business model is to figure out how to make sure it's done right the first time and in such a way that if there is an issue, we get it fixed as quickly, as efficiently and permanently as possible.
1: Awesome, so you're literally on the same side of the table, you know, they say this in sales, you know, you shouldn't have that, I'm on one side of the table, you're on the other side and the problem is in the middle. Let's, let me move my chair over, we're both on the same side, we both have the same interests, works for you works for me and let's work together to solve the problems that's literally what you're doing because if it's fixed quicker and more permanently you save money obviously the facility doesn't want to see you ever they don't want to know that you exist they want things to just simply hum along and exactly they, they, they shouldn't have you know they shouldn't have this problem you, you I, want them you want them to come and reach out to you and say why am i paying you every month and you say <laughs> that's why because of this question that's why you're paying me
0: so i actually so that this, this thought, this structure behind our company follows through with even the first question that you had, with you know, that first point that you brought out with the internet being down. Every one of our nursing homes will have a failover internet in there. And that's because we need that as much as you need that. I can't fix it. And we're just going to get a hundred calls and people that are annoyed that their internet's not working. When we know this is something that you need, there are times where internet will go down, nothing's guaranteed, which is why we put in the failover. The way we do it is a little bit different than some companies that we've seen or or interacted with. We are cost conscious. So Mm -hmm. our. We understand the healthcare vertical in regards to that, that you can't just go out and buy the most expensive part. They don't need the fastest internet when the internet goes down. They just need to be able to access PCC. That's it. We understand that. And because of that, we've structured out whether it was failover 4G or different ways that they can keep running. Now, if you are a different type of business, not necessarily is that the answer. Let's say in our, we're an IT company, we have failover internet. If you, we would get our failover on the cheaper line, we wouldn't be able to function and wouldn't be appropriate for our line of business. So healthcare has a specific need. We understand that and we work with that and other verticals have other needs and we understand that and work with that as well.
1: Okay. So let me just address the elephant in the room that you're kind of alluding to is that everyone knows that nursing homes have slim margins or maybe not everybody knows that, but those are the facts that, and they are very cost conscious or some people call that cheap, but it's not. If they're not very careful with the bottom line of both sides, you know, generating revenue and controlling expenses. They cannot be successful. That's why unfortunately many, many nursing homes are closing. COVID has not made that any easier for the most part. And that makes it even more difficult. So someone may say that sounds great. And it would would sound like a a pipe dream that as an administrator, as a regional developer, director of ops, I don't have to worry about getting calls at two o'clock in the morning that a tree fell on the line and now the hospital can't get through to us. And now we have, you know, Betsy on her phone at the nurse's station trying to figure out a way, you know, to be the main phone for the system, for the for the nursing home. We took the emergency phone, quote unquote. First, first of all, it wasn't where it's supposed to be. We plugged it in and that line didn't work because the bill wasn't paid. And so you might think that that's normal, which unfortunately it is normal in some places. But you might think that the cost will be so prohibitive. It's not possible. What you are saying, I think, is that there are this broad spectrum of offers. First of all, the needs are different. It's not very complex. You're right. There are other systems too. But if you can access PCC and the phones work, you're in a good place. So if you ha- if your phones are down and you have a bad outcome because the hospital couldn't get a hold of you, you could simply losing an admission. But or even if there was some critical information, you got a very let's say give an example. Got a high risk admission. You got your test case. From the hospital that you've been trying to you've been dating them so to speak for six months you know trying to get them to uh, agree to give you a chance because you're a new ownership you're new operators and you guys really know what you're doing they finally give you a complex patient you're you're setting up the trach you're setting up everything and the settings that they gave you were incorrect and they need to call you to the, the nurse the discharging nurses you know the nurse to nurse handoff they're trying to give you that information and your online systems for sharing this type of information are down. Uh, your phones are down. And there's no way to share that information. Now, as a result, there's a negative outcome. So, obviously, from a care standpoint, that's terrible. And the person ends up back in the hospital the next day was completely avoidable. That could shut down that hospital from ever considering working with you again.
0: Well, I think you, the way we think of it, cost-conscious does not equal cheap. They're, they're very different. We understand that there's a cost-conscious aspect. And I believe every business is cost-conscious. And what, we're, what we do is we tailored our verticals depending on what their needs are, but we're very cost-conscious. We're not going to buy an expensive computer for every user inside of a nursing home because they don't actually need it. And vice versa, when we come to other verticals, we are tailoring our computers, our products, our services to that vertical to match what their needs are and what their uptime requirements are, pretty much.
1: Awesome. Very well said. Because if you have if you have a provider that is not intimately familiar with the environment, they, oh, everyone needs a reliable, let's say, a Windows laptop at every nurse's station, where it might be, again, I don't even know what you guys do, but maybe a decent Chromebook is just as good. Maybe they don't even need a laptop. Maybe a tablet is good. Maybe an iPad with a keyboard is even better. Uh, whatever. It might it might be the wrong solution. It might be an expensive wrong solution. It might be a cheap wrong solution, but like, but like you said, it, it, being cost conscious means making sure you're getting what you need, not more and not less,
0: and doing it in a way that that makes sense. Exactly, and you know, so I guess we'll we'll go back to that where kiosks are a great example. What we found there, kiosks are one of those things that we found that a lot of nursing homes they're always looking to figure out how to co- cut the costs on those. They're not super expensive, but they're not super cheap and what's happening is this is one of the areas they're trying to cut and we've so far anytime they've gone we found the specific solution that works and anytime they've gone and tried to get an even cheaper solution three months later they came back to us said okay we not only did we buy the cheaper solution that doesn't work now we also have to buy the regular solution that is working. So there are times where yes we are this is where the cost consciousness comes in we're tailoring, what we know will work for you, as opposed to okay, let's get something cheap. So this way you can pay for another product in three months because the first product really isn't going to work for you.
1: Right, and that's interesting. That might be the distinction between someone who's cost conscious and cheap. Someone who's cheap may pay for the same cheap product over and over, but okay. I got a deal, so who cares? Even though right. the bottom line is going to be worse. Someone's was cost conscious. Say okay, let's figure out what we need and let's let's get something that actually that actually works and you know something that's that's the right item. Well, let me ask you a question here. The question is, what do you find is the most frustrating myth that operators have about IT that is completely, completely not true? There's an assumption they have that if you're providing these types of services to nursing homes,
0: it must be that you fill in the blank. Is there such a thing? Oh, that's a tough one. And I'll tell you why it's a tough one. Because I believe every person we've interacted with, every owner, every operator, you know, whatever their role was, will have a different answer to that. <laughs> There's always some. Every person has what's in their mind, that, with their belief of what IT is supposed to be. Now, the truth is, what I find the biggest myth in IT is when people think we're we're able to do everything. And I think that's something that people get confused very much so. We are not programmers. I cannot build a custom program for you. Not only that, I may not know how to use Excel very well, right? People assume that because you do IT, you know everything about all technology areas, technological areas. So I think that's one myth I can definitely debunk right now saying, if you ask me Excel, don't ask me. Ask, ask the financial person. They they can teach you all the tricks. If you don't know how to get Excel installed or it's not working or it's not opening the file, that's what we're here for.
1: Right. So th- that's awesome because, you know, some people think that you guys, you take care of the computers. That's it. You right. know, nice and simple. Yeah. You guys know computers? You Can you make me a website? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You know computers? Can you design a flyer for me to set up my Facebook <laughs> right. page? the computers they don't realize that everything is the computers and the idea of the it company is that it should work
0: that happens to be on that note that is part of why we structured what we do and how we do it where there are many different areas of technology you call it the web designer you have the programmer you have the phone company sometimes the internet company etc and what we found was uh, if i would just say i take care of the computers then the the operator, the administrator, whoever it is that's having a problem at that point will go, okay, so who do I turn to next? And they'll call, we'll call it the phone guy. The phone guy says, oh, that's an internet issue. So the, the administrator will call the internet, the internet provider says everything looks good. And she starts, or he starts the circle again, and it goes around and around and nothing gets resolved. Part of what we do, we term it internally as vendor management. If, you know, we'll set out, obviously, I'm not going to take care of your plumbing and and heating needs, but anything related to the technology will be under our umbrella that will work with your vendors for you. So say, for example, somebody's building a website, I'm not going to design the website or anything like that. But the web designer will be in touch with us in order to get certain things set up, whether it's the name set up properly to point to the website, whether it's the emails flowing into the website. And that's the vendor management. Same thing with the phones. You know. You, every environment we've walked into has a different way that they like to work with their phones. Some people have phone vendors that they prefer, other people not. And what we do is we come in to work hand-in-hand hand with either your preferred vendor. If you want, we can even review the contracts you have and just guide you along on things that we've seen in the past. We're, we're here to partner with you so that your technology runs efficiently. That is a very
1: interesting. So although you don't actually provide all of those services... And you shouldn't, you know, that's just not what IT company does, but you won't get the runaround. And I, right. I've done I've done the runaround where you call the IT company and they say, Oh, look, we just checked in, everything's all set. I'm like, Well, my computer's still not working. So then, you know, you call the phone company and everything's set on their end. And finally you have to realize that there's four different Comcast accounts or whatever it is. And each one is yes. going for you know for a different purpose. Yes. And one of them was never paid, sometimes because they didn't realize that it was important or that something would get shut off, or simply because sometimes they had their own mailing address or something, and now finally they shut it off. Then you call Comcast and say everything's fine on our end because they were referring to the other accounts. So it's not its not a simple thing you know, the, of putting it all in one place. And when you Comcast doesn't understand the importance of the internet because they don't realize that the phones are based on that, the phone company, uh, it, it could be a hot mess. And in the Cur- meantime... Every moment that, you know, the internet is down, it's it's really, you know, it's critical that it goes. I know I shared this with you, but I think it's worth mentioning at this point. The, you know, the preceptor that I was working with when I was administrating training and when I was I was the implementer, I think that's how I got involved in this. We got a new phone system and I was involved in some of the process of onboarding the new system. I think it wasn't a web-based solution at all at that point. And I was really excited with it. You have a phone that works over the internet and has all sorts of cool features, forwarding voicemails to emails and you know all extensions remote extension
0: really cool but then and I we thought can it was, spend the whole podcast talking about that but i don't think yeah i don't think everybody wants to hear us talk the tech geek a whole time but we hit me up right after we'll continue that one <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah i was really excited with it but i remember exactly where i was standing when for no odd reason the whole phone system crashed it was like in an early afternoon and the hospitals could not get through to us. We were a new, you know, operations, and we were, you know, reestablishing our relationships and we're at a tenuous place at best. And the phone system was down and he was livid and expressed it very, very clearly. You know, in no uncertain certain terms, he said, I don't care if you're saving 25 grand a year on the system, which was, you know, a lot of times, that's the main selling point of some of these systems. That like, compared to what they had, it could be, they could be much more affordable. He said, but if it's not reliable, And if people are trying to call and now they can't get through, the whole thing is not worth it. Now, to a non-IT person, meaning, I don't mean a non-professional IT person, but someone who doesn't understand or care at all how IT works, which operators shouldn't have to know or care, then, you know, the whole thing is not worth it. Now, there are simple solutions, like you mentioned before, that when the phone system goes down, it automatically gets forwarded to this, and the phone number still works. It's just gonna ring at those phones. Whether I'm, you, know, I'm sure you have all these other solutions like you said. We're not gonna geek out here right now. But the point is understanding the environment. The goal is that it should work all the time. End of story. And if you shouldn't have to worry about connecting to PCC, you shouldn't have to worry about connecting to your phone. You know, this t- it takes a toll on staffing. Also, I, I've had you know staff like, what's the deal here? If we can't get our work done, you know, it's, it's demoralizing. They come in, especially if there's a weather event uh, in New England. We have that. I think in New Jersey, you have that too. Sometimes, uh, some of the winters could, it could really affect things. If you're if you're in a facility in rural area and you got three feet of snow and the lines are going to be down for a while, it's a problem. So yeah, I mean, so managing that process is is a blessing if if you have that because if you figure it yourself, it's not so simple
0: exactly and that's you know really does flow through we're here to partner with you i'm not saying we do every single part of the aspect but we're there by your side every step of the way so if it's something technology related know that you have that one phone call to us and we'll we can do the translation from all these other vendors so that you understand what's happening or what our options are and that's also like you like i was saying before cost conscious doesn't doesn't translate into doesn't is not the same as being cheap Cheap means your phone lines are going to be down. Cost-conscious means you chose the right system at the right price. Yeah, this is true.
1: This is true. Now I'm just noticing the time, which is flying by, and I, I see if we got to wrap up here. Any final thoughts or anything else? You, this is your chance to set the record straight. <laughs> um, any final thoughts you want to leave with our listeners before we let you go, and we'll let them know how to
0: find out more about you and your company. Yeah, it never hurts to ask. First of all, we find that a lot of times the issues are are things that just never came to anybody's attention. You know, there was some, we'll call it a printer issue or whatever it is. So if you're not sure about something, definitely reach out to your IT provider and ask them and speak to them about it because it could be something that you're hearing internally. And as much as they ask, no one's no one's letting them know. As As much as we partner with you, I am not, we are not by your facility every single day. We're not there interacting with the users every day. So just give that over to us. Another thing is as a baseline, we get calls all the time about hardware. What should I buy? I'm buying a new computer. I don't have an IT guy. I don't know what to do. And what they end up doing is they go to Staples and buy the one that's on sale. And three months later, they're they're fetching that it's still not working. And then when their IT guy looks at it, they're like, okay, you should have bought this one. But if not, I'll upgrade the one you currently have. It's going to cost you X amount because I have to replace different parts. So we do have a baseline of what we recommend. So this way, when you walk into any store, whether it's Staples or you see it on Dan's deals, you'll know this is, you know what, this hits at least the minimum of what we need and it's going to work efficiently. It's not, you know, don't get, don't, buy, don't be cheap and hurt yourself after, be cost conscious and get. Something which is affordable within the, that range. Awesome. Awesome. And I know that you
1: shared uh, with me that we have like this one page downloadable PDF, which we'll add to the show notes where we'll give a basic, like a buying guide specifically to this industry. I mean, it could be applied to other industries as well, but just to have an idea of what to look at. You know, the salesperson, first of all, Staples is amazing. I'm in Staples Studio right now, so we love them. But besides for that... Please don't uh, use their tech support. That's one thing. <laughs> I, 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 I all right, we, we'll talk we about do, that. Off-air. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but moving right along, well, but what I am saying is that, you know, you'll look at you'll look at the labels there and say I- I5 and I7, I3, it's going to say the different types of chips. So for the most end users, what they recognize is the layout of the keyboard, how heavy it is, How pretty it is. Yeah, that's a factor. I think pretty Um, is
0: the biggest one. Something people usually miss is how heavy. That's I find is a big one. They don't realize
1: what they're buying until after. Right, that's true. I mean, uh, I remember onboarding a certain DON interactive nurses, and like – part of like a big important part of the onboarding process was that she gets her pink laptop. Now the funny part is that she didn't last very long and I ended up with the pink laptop. (laughs) That's a different story for another time. Anyways, if people want to learn more about you, about your company, about the services that you offer for
0: their business, Where's the best place to send them? So, digicore.com. Our website has happens to be it's under construction. We're putting up a brand new one shortly. But digicore.com, or you can call our main number and hit sales, and any more, and you know the sales team will more than happy, happily answer any questions you have. Give you all the time of the day.
1: Awesome, awesome. So, digicore, digacor dot com. C-O-M, if you don't know that, uh, head and you'll find all the information. You can also head on over to the nursinghomepodcast.com, episode number 60-something this is going to be. We just put out 65 yesterday, so it's probably be 66. And that's where you'll be able to download the PDF, give us a few days for us to get that going. But it, it really has been amazing. Just before we go, we'll just let you know some positive feedback right here from Hadassah Kramer. Thank you. It's very informative. That was the goal. The goal is to inform people about, about what IT is, what it isn't, what it could be. It's so much fun using the word
0: it when you talk about IT. Um, I love the kind of, I love the kind of <laughs> phrase that you had. That was, I saw it. I was like, that That, that was great. That was great. Yeah. As long as I have your permission, I want to reuse it sometime.
1: Absolutely. It's yours. For, it's yours just for coming on. And we have other people also saying how amazing this was. It's really awesome. I really appreciate you taking out some time and sharing it with us. For those who are still listening at this point, just letting you know that down the road, we do plan on recording live episodes on Clubhouse. If you don't know what Clubhouse is, Clubhouse is... You're welcome. Clubhouse is an audio... First, I'll share what I'm saying. You're welcome to Clubhouse is an audio-only platform. There's no text. There's no video. Invite only. It's only iOS. So it means you have to have an iPhone or an iPad. If you need an invite hit me up i do have a few extra invites so i can give out it's very very engaged it's only live audio so you can't have your virtual assistant post stuff there for you this is you know it's raw it's basically like podcasting and it goes on 24 7 a lot of great information there and you know one day we'll, maybe we'll get back on there do a conversation there but thank you so much nathan for coming on the podcast it was a pleasure having on you on the show you know, deliver tremendous value. And for those who want to learn more about you, they'll head on over to digicore.com. So thank you so much.
0: Thank you, Schmoll, for having us.
1: Now that you've enjoyed this episode of the nursing home podcast, I'd really appreciate if you'd rate this podcast. And let everyone else know what an amazing resource this is for those wanting to learn anything and everything about the nursing home industry. So head on over to ratethispodcast.com slash home Again, ratethispodcast.com slash home. Leave me a review and let the world know what an amazing show this truly is. Thank you so much for listening and make sure to stay tuned and subscribe so you don't miss any other episodes.